Hey, gays and ghouls. I'm Sean Reedy. And I'm Katie Toole. And this is Friday Night Frights. And welcome to our mini-sode. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so we're actually going to start doing mini-sodes uh, every other week. We'll see if they stay mini, because um, we like to talk, which you know if you've listened to this podcast even once. Um sure. But that's that's the current plan, that we're going to do a mini-sode every other week and a big episode every other week. Um, we've also started doing YouTube videos. Yes, we have. If you're not following us on social media, A, why? But B, um, now you can find out here that we actually are going to be doing a YouTube video on the first Sunday of every month. Um, I'm going to do a book review Sean is doing video game reviews. We're going to talk about movie news. We're going to have general antics. It's going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. go on over to YouTube and check that out. You can just search Friday Night Frights. We'll also um, are going to post links to it on all of our social media. And yeah, subscribe there just like you subscribe to the podcast anywhere else. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be great. Ooh. Very exciting. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Sean. But I personally find Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3 to be pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we're sort of squishing them together into this mini-sode as a way to get ourselves to Friday the 13th Part 4, the final mm-hmm. chapter, which was not, of course, we all know, um, because like that one's a lot more fun and it has Corey Feldman in it and it's like, right. you know gonna be much much better for a full Mm -hmm. episode but a lot of things change between the first movie and the fourth movie so we want to make sure that we don't leave you completely (laughs) like without any information um so let's talk Mm -hmm. about that if you remember our friday the 13th episode we talked about what a monumental shocker of a success this Mm -hmm. film was like It made a ton of money, and it was a negative pickup, so Paramount had spent virtually nothing on it, and it just, it it brought in a shit ton. Oh, yeah, they... So, of course... Mm -hmm. Yep. So, of course, they immediately wanted to do a sequel. Oh, yeah. Because why would they not? (laughs) So, um, it's interesting, actually, because we also, we talked a little bit about franchises in general. Um, and maybe in like a future mini-sode we can dive into this more because like this was really the first horror movie mm-hmm. franchise. Um, I mean, there was there was Halloween 2, I guess, was the year after the Friday the 13th, but that was the same year that Friday the 13th Part mm-hmm. 2 came out. So like in terms of making just movie after movie after movie like this really cemented the slasher genre and cemented the slasher genre as something that you made a lot of movies Mm -hmm. um that being said at the end of friday the 13th they killed off their villain right pretty decisively (laughs) literally beheaded (laughs) like beheaded and like you saw like the whole like tom savini special And part of the reason that the film was was so successful and and had such a lasting inspe- impact was like effects like that one where you literally saw Pamela Voorhees head spin off of mm-hmm. her body and her hands inexplicably reach for her head, which I don't think would happen. But 
so what do you where do you go from right. there right like and that was the question and what's funny is that I read I, I read more of that that Crystal Lake Memories book that I mentioned mm-hmm. in the original Friday the 13th episode. Um, I'm sort of trying to like read like bo- movie by movie as we go through so I don't get confused about which movie it's I'm reading fair. about. Yeah. Like, rather than reading the whole book at once and then forgetting which information goes mm-hmm. with which movie. And so I went back to it to read the section about part two because I was like, Obviously, they're going to reveal the, like, complex reasoning that went into making Jason the villain. Reader, they did not. I guess listener, they did not. (laughs) Um, So, Ron Kurz was actually a script supervisor on the original movie. Um, This is actually hilarious, and we didn't get to talk about it in the original Fred's 13th episode, but, like, six different people take credit for the Jason scene at the end of Friday the 13th. Really? Yes. Like everyone, everyone kind of knows the narrative of it being Tom Savini's idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what I had always heard. But like, and I do think that Victor Miller admitted that it was not in his original script. Mm -hmm. But like, then Sean Cunningham is like, of course, it was like, you know, a group effort. It was all of our ideas, yada, yada. And then, but this Ron Kurz guy who was like script supervisor that had been hired by one of the like higher up producers, like somebody above Sean Cunningham um, to like do some rewrites on the script, even though he wasn't credited, which he's very, very angry about, by the way. Um, Fair. He claimed that it was his idea. <laughs> Entirely. Like he came up with it. Um so whoever thought of Jason being at the end uh, of the original, like, cemented it as a horror classic. But Jason was dead, and that was a dream. Right, exactly. Like, there's, there's, not, really any, there's not really anything left to the imagination about Jason being real. Like, she gets pulled into the lake... And then she's in a hospital dre- bed, all dry, right? Like, and they were like, there was no boy, and Jason is dead, and the end, right? right. Um, so, and this actually does make me laugh a little bit, Sean, because we talk about, like, beheading your villain being the end all be all like how do you come back from mm-hmm. that right but in halloween h2o <laughs> yeah Lori beheads michael uh-huh. and then it's like oh nope yeah. that was someone else <laughs> that wasn't Sorry. him he's not dead um but he wears a mask right, right? so it was it was harder with with pamela Voorhees because she doesn't right. wear a mask um so Sean Cunningham had the idea when they were like, well, we have to make a sequel to this. Right. I mean, come on. We're making millions. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the idea of like, well, let's do it as an anthology. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is an idea that John Carpenter also had after the second right. Halloween. Right. Which is what... Because at the second Halloween... Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Right. Which is... Which we should absolutely do because that movie's off the fucking wall. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It. 10 out of 10. I mean, <laughs> we have to do that one. That yes. movie. 
I remember, I think my jaw was open the entire time I watched that film. I was like, what is this? What am I watching? It it was like, I've yeah. never done acid, but... It's the closest you'll get. I mean... Um, so Sean Cunningham had the idea to do an mm-hmm. anthology. And for some reason, that idea was rejected, right? That it couldn't just be another movie... You know, that was based around Friday the 13th. Or maybe a movie that was actually based around Friday the 13th. Because remember, the actual plot of Friday the 13th has very little to do with the fact that it was Friday the 13th. Like in terms of, you know, superstition or anything. No, it just happened to take place on that day. Just happened to take place on that day. And like, they were really unlucky because they were in the path of the killer. Like, that was basically it. Um... So the explanation given in the book was Ron Kerr is basically saying, well, to me, it was clear that the second one was going to be about Jason. And it's like, oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense, sir. Um, but it was at that point when it was actually the decision to make the film about Jason, mm-hmm. to make Jason the villain to bring back Jason as a somehow full-grown man. Which, what? (laughs) Right? Like, what? Here's my thing. This is my favorite thing. He's wearing clothes. Yep. And they're not just clothes, but at the beginning of the movie, before he gets all, like, muddy and dirty and bloody, they are clean Uh clothes. (laughs) Yep. So you're telling me that this person has been living feral, basically, in the woods for his entire... Since he was, what, 10? Like, how old is Jason supposed to be when he dies? Yeah, probably around 10. But he has... He somehow, like, in his little shack in the woods, he has, like, an iron. Right. He has, like, freshly pressed jeans. Like, what the hell? Don't you, uh, launder your clothes in the woods? You don't do that? (laughs) You just you just scratch you just rub them against a tree right. really hard and it just takes all the all the it's like deer with their antlers. Yeah, you get starched um, naturally. It's it's really nice. You can just hand press right. in the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, we should all be closer to nature, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually kind of the reason that. Cunningham and Savini specifically and and Victor Miller to a certain degree although Victor Miller and and Sean Cunningham kind of had a falling out um but why those guys decided not to be involved in the second movie yeah because they were like we this isn't what we wanted right like it it completely and it's it's just like what was Pamela Voorhees doing then Right. Like, if he's not dead, her entire motivation no longer makes sense. Out the window. And the idea that, you know, in the second one, they try to explain it away that, like, Pamela didn't know that Jason was alive. Right. And I'm like, um... But, like, what 10-year-old boy would survive a drowning and not, like, run immediately to his mother and be like, Mommy, I'm alive. Take care of me because I'm a child. Like, no, I'm just going to go live in the woods. I'm I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Right? I can't go home. (laughs) I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Like, no, it doesn't... There's no no logic to it. There was also... 
And I had never realized this before, but there was no explicit mention in the first movie. There was some slight implication, but there was no explicit mention in the first movie that Jason was deformed. No. Uh, they made fun of him, but they never really said why, did they? Right. They, well, no. It, it didn't say that they made fun of them, made fun of him. The other kids making fun of him, I don't think comes in until later films. Like, it really comes through in, like, Freddy vs. Jason. Because there right. are flashbacks to before he drowned. Yes. But all she says in... I mean, she does say that he he was... That he needed extra attention. Right. And that he wasn't a very good swimmer. Oh, yeah. I guess that is really all that she said. There was nothing really about him being made fun of. It was just like... It was literally just like the, um, they just the, didn't. They pay weren't attention paying to attention him. to him, right? They just weren't doing their job, right? And they were messing, you know, they were fooling around instead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's gonna kill up. Um. You actually, when we were talking about this last week, and I want you to say this on the podcast because it's actually a really interesting theory. You have a theory that Jason Voorhees might not be Jason Voorhees. Oh, yes. I was like, what was that theory that I said? But my memory. <laughs> You're like, obviously, that. I said a smart, interesting thing. Could you remind me about it? Like, what did you? What is what is that? What, what came out of my mouth? I, don't I mean, you say so many smart, interesting things. I mean, oh. how can you pick one? <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> yes, so many. Here's one. And um, <laughs> maybe a second one forever ago. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, my... my theory on it is that yes jason is not actually jason but it's this it's someone that that has that is mentally ill Mm -hmm. that knows about the story that happened Mm -hmm. and is that who and has um what is it basically like um uh not projected but um like basically like assumed the identity yes like they're like i am jason right i went through this and my mom is the one that died right and now i'm taking revenge on this woman that i love who you don't really know right yeah i mean honestly honestly i think that's brilliant like if you think about it like because we you just we just watched part two and i was actually because we talked about this before i watched part two like mm-hmm. rewatched it. Obviously, I'd seen it before, but I like rewatched it for this episode. I really paid attention to how they talked about Jason. Mm-hmm. And there is no way for them to explicitly know because he doesn't talk. Right. Right. He doesn't talk. Nobody knows what he would have what he would look like as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like. They find his little shrine to Pamela Voorhees, but anyone could set that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that she managed that Amy Steele's character manages to fool him momentarily by pretending to be Pamela Voorhees would mm-hmm. only speak to, to the delusion that you're talking about. Right. Right. Like it doesn't actually mm-hmm. it doesn't actually prove that the guy's Jason. Right. So I kind of actually love that idea. And it it's I mean, it would be like paradigm shifting for the entire series, right? If Jason wasn't really Jason. But, like, it is a way... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it would be a way, like, if they tried to retcon that, I'm sure a lot of people would be really pissed, but it would at least make it make sense. Right. It would make the whole, like, in, as a whole, it would make the whole series make sense. Like, Jason's right. dead. Pamela Voorhees is dead. Okay. There is a point where the series is just not going to make sense anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like, after part four. <laughs> yeah. When, like, he's immortal for some reason now. <laughs> It's fine. Really, he's immortal for some reason after part three because he, like, has an axe buried in his skull. Right. Yeah, well, that was... Okay, so that's the whole thing with it is that... Mm-hmm. So initially, that you know, the movie was going to be a standalone and then they're like, fuck, cash grab, so we're going to make it an anthology. That mm-hmm. didn't end up playing through. They ended up making the second one. Second one ended up doing really well, so they're like, okay, we're going to make a third one, but we're going to make it a trilogy and the, it's going to end here. This is the end. Yeah. Which makes sense because, mm-hmm. yes, axe to the head. He's dead. He's laying on the ground. He's not moving. It's not like he, like, like you know, he did survive hanging because mm-hmm. he got thick neck and he didn't, his neck didn't break. I mean, and that happens. Sometimes the neck doesn't yeah. break. And, like, if you could get out of that noose before you, like, suffocate, you're good. Right. I mean, you're and, probably, like, your neck hurts, but. I mean, it's going to be a little sore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll need a little massage or something, but. <laughs> you imagine somebody but, giving Jason a massage? No. Me. No. Me. Me. <laughs> got wet skin. Ew. Skin so wet. Ew. Oh my god, do you think he's slimy like a fish? Probably. Ah. Uh, gross. Anyway. Ugh. Um, but uh, but yeah, like he survived that, which is which is logical. It had it, it can happen. It's possible. Um, but um and then it just got yeah, ridiculous no. yeah then i'm like no you you cut into his brain ma'am mm-hmm. like this is no, this is the end and then they're like no 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 this we're is making more right this is the end but it's not because this is the first of two movies that has the word final in the title right mm-hmm. um i'm so excited to do that movie i actually like part four is one of my favorites out of the series <laughs> i will say so while um while part two and part three but while while they're both they are generally kind of boring Mm -hmm. for a horror movie Mm -hmm. i do feel like the i enjoyed the plot a little bit more in part two oh yeah but Mm -hmm. the but the murders themselves were lame like part one it was like full steam ahead and then Mm -hmm. they did part two and i'm like okay he sliced his throat open like cool but like original not really right yeah well and that's i mean that's the thing well i mean that's that's the difference i mean not to disparage anyone who who worked on part two or part three but like no but they are simply not tom savini no like they're not you you can tell you can tell the difference when you have tom savini on board and when you don't you just can't Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, you can, you can tell it with the, with the Romero movies too. Like, yeah. Dawn of the Dead is just, you know, the effects are just different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're nothing. They're, they're just so much better. Well, I mean, they're not using chocolate sauce like they were in the original, but. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, I mean, higher budget, higher budget, so. Significantly higher budget, but, and, but. Actually, that's an interesting thing. Despite the fact that Friday the Thirteenth made so much more, made so much money, mm-hmm. the budgets for two and three weren't that much higher. No, 
Like, it's nope. not like the case with a lot of these movies where they made the first one. It was basically like an amateur film. Right. That they made in their backyard. And then, like, somebody gave them, you know, millions of dollars. Like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Paramount was like, no, no. All of these have to be negative pickups. These are not going to be studio productions. And we're making them as cheap as possible. Yep. But the thing is, like, I, th- I think my thing with part two is that Part three is actually a little bit different. Like part part three actually has a little bit of a twist a little on bit. the plot. A little bit. Yeah. Right? Like they at least tried. Part two is like so similar to the first one. Like you can you can literally go through and pick out every single character. Yep. And who they were in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like the the kid who gets the the boy who's like he and his girlfriend get killed while they're having sex by a spear through the back instead of an arrow through the throat. He even looks a little bit like Kevin Bacon. A little, yep. You know, yep. like he's the same type at least, and it's just like guys. Well, and and I'm forgetting now which one it was. I think it was I think it was part three. Um. In fact, I'm almost sure it was. I'm almost sure it was part three, but. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Where literally the same thing happened. Where she was... Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was part three. Because she was laying in the hammock. Yeah, And she was was reading a magazine. And blood drips down. Mm -hmm. And then through the chest. I'm like... Right. What? I have questions about that character in part three. Because is she pregnant or not? Right. I think her name is Debbie. Mm Mm-hmm. For the first the first ten minutes of the film, they mention that she's pregnant like four times, and then they never mention it again. They're like, it doesn't matter because she's gonna die. It's like, she wait a minute, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like while they're in the car, she says that she doesn't. You know, they think the cops after them, so they start eating the weed, and she like, I don't want to eat the weed because I'm pregnant. But then later, she asks for a beer. <laughs> it's like, well, that's the seventies for you. But it was the eighties. I actually, I actually was looked it? it up. Was it? Yes, it was. It was eighty three, I think. Um, and the recommendation to not drink while pregnant started in the late seventies. So it would have already been a recommendation yeah. that you not drink while pregnant. And she was clearly cognizant of like what she was putting into her body by not wanting to eat the weed. Right. Like she wasn't even smoking the weed. She was just eating it. But she was going to drink a beer. I mean, obviously, she never drank the beer because she got a machete through her chest. But still, it's like, I just, it, it, I had forgotten, I had forgotten that, like, that character was supposed to be pregnant. And then, like, I just started laughing about, like, 40 minutes in because she was, like, no longer acting pregnant. No one ever mentioned it again. <laughs> just that first 10 minutes. She was just momentarily concerned. <laughs> she was just a little pregnant. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little pregnant. Many pregnant. Um, so one thing that I will say for part two, it, and this is something that they don't really get with part one just because the killer was a surprise, mm-hmm. is that I, I do like the sort of urban legend angle. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So like, and could also play into your theory about the deranged like rando who just took up the mantle of jason 
Because if Jason had become an urban legend and he had become sort of part of local lore, like everyone seemed to know. Right. Especially I mean, everyone. Right. I mean, everyone is like, certainly everyone knew what had happened at Camp Crystal Lake and about Pamela mm-hmm. Voorhees' crimes. Mm-hmm. But like the idea that Jason wasn't dead had become this urban legend. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I did like that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's hilarious because like every this is one of those where like there there there's no real like I mean I hate to say this because these are like important horror movies right oh, but yeah. there's like there's like no artistic integrity really in in these films like Sean Cunningham straight up admitted and has has said this a lot was that like. He needed the money, so he was going to make a horror movie because he had made money off of horror movies before. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, he and Wes Craven got a pretty nice payday from Last House on the Left, and so he was going to make another one. And this is the one that he made. And then, like, the the sequel was going to be about Jason so that they could continue the series. And then the third one was going to happen so they could continue the series because it was still making money. Yep. But it was decided that the third one was going to be in 3D. Oh, can we just, can we just? So, I actually, so I had to watch it not in 3D. Mm -hmm. Same, which I'm very Um, sad about. Which, like, I would love to watch it in 3D, but, like, this, I have never been able to watch it in 3D, but it is hilarious because, like, so many parts of it are clearly, like, made for 3D, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where things are just, like, coming at you. Like, oh, here's a pole. Right? Oh. Look, a pole. Although, you know, like, that whole sequence with the... with the 3D is incredibly hard to make. Oh, yeah. And especially in, like, 82, 83, when they were making this movie, like, mm-hmm. literally no one knew how to work this equipment. Like, they had, mm-hmm. a, they had a 3D supervisor, and even he's like, I didn't really know what was... <laughs> how to do this like so they would have to shoot it and then reshoot it and reshoot it like the production of the third friday the 13th movie it actually is remarkable that they made anymore just because the production of the third one was such a disaster right um and you know there have been a lot of changes like they moved the production to california mm-hmm. which you can see in like the the classic being able to see a palm tree despite the fact that it's supposed to be like upstate new york i never noticed there was a palm tree I mean, there there are several, like, when, especially when they're, like, not so much when they're in the um, country house part, but, like, when they're driving through the town to get to the country house part, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there are palm trees <laughs> that you can see. How did I not notice that? Jesus. I mean, I mean they, they, they do their best to cut them out of the frame. Right. Because it's supposed there. to be, because it's supposed to be... Um, you know, it's supposed to be upstate New York. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's where Camp Crystal Lake is. It's in upstate right. New York. Um, so, but yeah, it was a complete and total disaster. Like, if there is one thing that I have learned from reading about the Friday the 13th series is, like, you should follow your dreams. Like, if they could pull this off, you can pull off anything. Because none of them knew what they were doing. <laughs> and when we did the first movie... Mm-hmm. I had I had some slightly strong feelings about Alice as the final girl. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to discuss the final girls in both of, both part two and part three a little bit. Okay. But we should also, like, we should point out that Alice is taken out in the first five minutes of part two. Okay. So, yes. And I liked her then. Even mm-hmm. though we only got a little glimpse of her, I feel like they... I don't know. I... I kind of enjoyed her personality a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But like... She was a little less <clears throat> wide-eyed. Yes. As you and, would be after going through right. that. Right. Like mm-hmm. your innocence would be lost. So... Right. Yeah. Well, and the one thing that I felt like in the first movie is that like you didn't really get a whole lot of personality from Alice. Like mm-hmm. it was there, but it wasn't a ton. Um, but in... Um, in part two, um, Ginny is a great final girl. She is. Ginny is a great final girl. Um, Amy Steele did a great job. She is mm-hmm. by far the most memorable person in that film. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, she's smart. Like, being able mm-hmm. to walk in to that shrine to Pamela and like be like, okay, what do I need to do? What I need to mm-hmm. do. I need to pretend to be her. Right? Instead of just crumpling to the floor because there's a severed head. Right. On the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I will say that Amy Steele was a great final girl. Mm-hmm. I do feel like we were robbed of her ending in part two. Yes. Because what the hell happened? What happened? Like, you see Jason come flying through the window. Yep. Grab onto her. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly she's being carried away on a gurney. And her boyfriend is, Paul, is supposedly dead. Well, and that's the thing. They never really say. They never say if he's dead or not. That's true. She's just saying, where's Paul? Where's Paul? Where's Paul? Right. Like, so it's just, I mean, it's implied that he's dead because they don't tell her where he is. Right. But it's like, you had this, like, really strong character who put up this really great fight, and then we just get, like, a cutscene. Yeah. For the end of the the movie. Yeah, the ending is really where that movie just kind of felt like, it was like, this is good, this is, what the fuck? (laughs) Right. It's like, (laughs) they were just like, we're done. We're done making this film. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't want to make it anymore. Nope. Bye. So there was actually also, like, if we're talking about Ginny and Amy Steele, Mm -hmm. uh, in Crystal Lake Memories, Amy Steele talks about there were, there was apparently some talk about the idea that Jason was killed at the end of part two. Mm -hmm. And that Ginny would be the villain in part three. Really? Yes. That, like, the, the, like, you know situation would drive her insane and she would take up the mantle and start killing interesting i mean she'd be a good killer i mean she would i mean she's got that edge to her right yeah um i mean obviously that that didn't happen they decided to go in a wholly different direction right um slightly repetitive direction slightly repetitive direction (laughs) but at least they did get him off the campground they did I will they say did. this, is that, like, in in subsequent movies, after part two, they were like, 
okay, at some point people are going to stop coming to this fucking campground. Right. Like, he's not going to be able to quench the insatiable thirst for blood that he seems to have mm-hmm. with, like, the, the two kids who manage to sneak in on a dare every every year. Right. Right? I mean, even even part two was supposed to be in a different camp. It was just mm-hmm. the one next door. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, Camp Pakenak. Right. So, so, which is across the lake. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously they, and then he gets further and further away from Camp Crystal Lake until he's eventually in literally fucking space, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get further away than, <laughs> than space. You can't really, you really can't. And like deep space too, like going, God, I love that movie. Um, anyway. So, yes, I mean, obviously, part two and part three are both very important. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted to talk about the final girl in part three as well. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Chris. Just a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. She, um, so, still, um, yeah, Chris was still a good final girl. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> like, she was, she was still uh a survivor and she did she did survive she mm-hmm. did end up going what's funny is that with you mentioning um that um amy Steele. yes that with her character like the whole thought process was that she was going to go crazy and take up that role and mm-hmm. then chris's character like chris um in part three ends up going crazy right like clearly goes insane Yes. Like, she's just, she's just snapped. mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny that they just tie that in. Right. Also. Mm Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about the fact that they just literally made the same ending of part one into part three with the leap out of the the water? Oh, my God. Yes. Except it was Pamela. (laughs) Except it was Pamela. With worms coming out of her face. I'm because like, she's de- I was like, I had forgotten that. Like, I've seen uh-huh. these movies before, but honestly, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of two and three, so I usually don't watch right. them. Like, I'm usually mm-hmm. watching later, either the original or the the later ones in the series where they, like, weren't even trying to hide how ludicrous it was anymore. Um... So I haven't I hadn't watched three in a long time, and so it got to that, and I was like, okay, what's the chair jumper gonna be? And then it was Pamela Voorhees, and like it's clearly a dummy because like the sweater is oh, yeah. not full. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like yep. at least in in the first one, like Aaron Lehman was a child, like an actual yes. person that they threw out of the water. Like this was like you couldn't find a, a stagehand that they could put the sweater on, and yeah, um, it was just. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Like, and I know, because that was supposed to be a dream too, wasn't it? Yeah. Or like a, yeah, like a dream or a, or a vision or a delusion or something. Like it also wasn't supposed to be real, but like Mm -hmm. in part three, they don't know who Jason is. Right. Nobody ever calls him Jason in part three. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows he is Jason. Nobody mentions Pamela Voorhees. The only thing that Chris, the final girl, knows is that she was attacked by this grotesque-looking man mm-hmm. at one point. Right. 
uh, like a couple of years before. And she got away. Never mentioned that she thought it was Jason. Never. She didn't know who it was. Right. It's never mentioned at all. Mm-mm. Like, the, there is, you know, they do, like, briefly mention Camp Crystal Lake. And they're like, no, we can't, you know, we're not going to go there. Bad things have happened there. And then, but no one ever, they don't have, like, their campfire moment where they bring up the legend of Jason like they do in part two. Right. And they never identify him as such. He's mm-hmm. just a psychopath who is mm-hmm. targeting them. Which is also, like, I have questions about the timeline of part three and how soon part three is supposed to happen after part two. You know, I, I, I don't know. Because I know that part, part two is five years after the first one. Right. Um, of what I know of, I think that part three is supposed to take place right after part two. Right. I mean, if you go by the first murder scene, mm-hmm. she's watching about the the lady who, I mean, they're my favorite part of the whole movie. Like that, oh, God, that first yes. 10 minutes yep. of like that, that couple and like their deaths mm-hmm. is hilarious. Um, can we also talk, like we've talked about this with other like sort of 80s, like 70s and 80s slasher movies, but can we talk about how like, Every guy is a complete asshole to the women in his life. Like, like the 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 dude who is welcoming welcoming back his traumatized girlfriend. And like, yes, he didn't know the whole story, but he knew that she was so traumatized that she didn't come back for two years. Mm-hmm. And his way to greet her is to sneak up on her, pin her against a wall, and try to kiss her. Sure. And then there was like the the like. You know, the kid who had all the makeup effects for some reason, who mm-hmm. was like, I just want oh, you to yeah. like me. So I'm going to point this like spear gun at you. Yeah. What? And like keep trying to convince every. Why is there always a kid in a slasher movie whose entire intent is making everyone think he's dead? Every fucking That time. kid is always there. Why? I. Who does that? <laughs> I can honestly say. And like. I know some people who are into, like, I know people who are into horror movies. I know people who are into some creepy, morbid shit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we have a horror movie podcast. Right. I have never known anyone who, for fun, pranked somebody into thinking they were dead. That is so cruel. (laughs) Yeah, that's an awful, awful joke. Thing to do. And I just, I don't understand it. And it's in every single movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway... And okay, so here's why I asked that too. Okay, here's why I asked how soon after part three, how soon after part two, part three takes place. Mm-hmm. Because if it is true that part three happens right after part two, A, it makes sense that they don't know who he is. Right. Because they wouldn't have known who the killer was for mm-hmm. like all the, all the part two deaths, right? But B, that would mean that his attack on Chris was before part two happened. Uh, yeah. Right? Right. So, and that leaves the, that leaves the question open because this is a question. If, if you buy, okay, fine, Jason survived the drowning somehow, 
for some reason ran into the woods and decided to go feral instead of going back to camp and finding his mother. Mm-hmm. A, he would be like almost 50. Oh God, is it really that long of a time frame? So, he was 10 years old. Uh-huh. Well, I guess, okay, no, I guess he would be 40. Right? He was 10 years old when he drowned. Mm-hmm. That was, was 20 in, years later? It was 20 years later that, yeah, because that was in 1957. She killed the other teenagers in 1958. Mm-hmm. And then it was 1980, so it was like 22 years later, so he'd be 32. And then, okay, so he would be almost 40. Mm-hmm. Right, he'd be like 37. Yeah. In part two. And then whatever time had elapsed between part two and part three. Right. And then, like, if you keep going from that for the next, like, 20 years that they're making Jason movies, he, like, would be in his in his 50s. Right? Like, yeah. um, of course, like, you know, he, he is killed and resurrected. So at that point, I don't think your age matters, but age, no age is, age is but a number at that point. Right. It's just irrelevant. Um, but it does, it does beg the question. If you have this insatiable killing machine, mm-hmm. are you really telling me that he waited 30 years almost to start killing? Right. Like, let's take the view that Jason is a serial killer instead of a monster. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is which is sort of the premise of part two and part three. And then, like I said, it changes in part four. You really think he wouldn't start killing until he was like 37 years old? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. And so it's like, where are his other victims? Because if he attacked Chris, he probably attacked other people. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would have started smaller, but right. I mean, because like, he didn't kill Chris. He right. He he tried, but mm-hmm. he did not succeed. It was kind of a weird, like weird flashback thing. Yeah. where like she's being, you know, you see her being dragged through the woods, and because they are not revealing Jason's face at that point. Oh, we should talk about the hockey mask, though. Speaking of not revealing oh, Jason's yes. face, yes. because one thing, one very important thing that happens in part three. Mm-hmm. is Jason finds a hockey mask. Mm-hmm. And I have a fun fact for you. Do tell. So obviously in the script, it wasn't a hockey mask. It was just a mask, mm-hmm. right? Um, they It was a burlap sack in part two. Right. Right. And they were like, that doesn't really work. Like it needs to be something that's more face-like, you know, like he's not mm-hmm. he's not scary enough with just a sack over his head. Right. So we need like a mask... Kind of like Michael Myers has, right? Like, Michael Myers right. is scary because it does look like a face. It just looks like a messed up face. Mm-hmm. And so somebody on the crew, I'm pretty sure that it was um, the associate producer, had his hockey gear with him. And he's like, here, try on my hockey mask. That hockey mask was a Red Wings mask. Oh, really? Yep. I love that. And then obviously they found one that didn't have any branding on it. but Right, because licensing. Um, right, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, you know, they'd have to pay for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, and the other thing that does happen in this one 
mm-hmm. is Jason gets his machete. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's basically like he basically walks around this farm and finds well, I guess it's I think Shelly has the hockey mask, right? Yeah, Shelly has the hockey mask and because uh, he he leaps out of the lake or pond or whatever the hell that is. Um, it was not a they they dug that lake. No way. Yep. So it was it was the reason it was shot the way it was is because it was only like 15 inches deep and it was only like 30 feet wide or something like it wasn't. It wasn't a real lake, so they had to shoot it in this like forced perspective to make it look like a real lake. Huh. And that's why the like that's why like when she is like near the the shoreline, it looks it kind of looks weird. Like it doesn't look like a natural shoreline. Right. Because it's not. It's a man-made lake. Huh. There was on the ranch that they uh, on the ranch they filmed that movie on. So that's another thing they did. Like they filmed the entire movie at night. Mm Mm-hmm. They had a rainstorm, because of course they did. You always have to. Naturally. Um, You have to. The storm has to roll in. That's how you know Mm -hmm. that Jason's coming. Um, And they dug a lake. And they were doing it in 3D. I had lots of choices with this. (laughs) A tad ambitious. I mean, they they made the movie. They made it. And it did well. Actually, part three ended up beating out E.T. in the theaters. Are you kidding? It knocked it... It knocked it out of being in first place for, uh, yeah, for top box office. Mm. How long had E.T. been out at that point, though? I don't have that date. It probably was a little bit, but. Right. I my my question is like, did it did it beat it head to head opening weekend, um, or did it just knock it out of the top spot? I mean, either one is like you know a cool little factoid but like they do mean different things you know what i mean true well so it was the first movie to knock et out of the number one box office spot i don't have okay. dates as to like when that happened but... when et came out yeah i don't remember um I'm, I'm guessing it was earlier than friday the 13th came out then part three came out because actually part three came out on august 13th yeah, because they finally like they were like, oh hey, <laughs> we're like, hey, maybe we should actually release this on a Friday the thirteenth. So next Friday, when mm-hmm. we do part four, it's actually the um, let's see, what did I say it was? The eighty three. Um. Yeah, I believe it is eighty three. Eighty two. Actually, actually. Oh, it was eighty two. Okay, yeah. so it's actually the thirty ninth. Yep. Anniversary of part three. Is, mm-hmm. is next Friday. So that is it for this week, this not-so-many-minisode. Uh, next week we will be back with Friday the 13th Part 4. The uh, final s- chapter. <laughs> which it is not. Um, but it just it does star Corey Feldman. So, I mean, how can you go wrong? Right. Uh, again, just as a reminder, we have started making YouTube videos. Our first one is up on YouTube. It's August... Uh, August's sort of uh, monthly video. We are calling these Sunday morning screams because mm-hmm. we're ridiculous. And uh, it's a good time. So you should go over to YouTube and you should watch it. And if you like it, you should subscribe and comment and like it and do all the things that you do on YouTube to uh, make it so that more people see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know what you think and, and share mm-hmm. it too. Please share. <laughs> Please share. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, of course, you um, if you could like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify. Um, we have our Instagram, F and Frights Podcast. And, of course, our Twitter, F and Frights Pod, that you are more than welcome to follow us on there. Our Facebook is F and or nope. Our Facebook is not that. Our Facebook is Friday Night Frights. Mm-hmm. It is the full name. Um, mm-hmm. We have our website, fnfrightspodcast.com. And, of course, if you have any thoughts, feelings, or emotions, you're welcome to scream them at us um, at scream at fnfrightspodcast.com. And then, of course, we have our Fright Club, our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And, Katie, what is the first rule of Fright Club? The first rule of Fright Club is make damn sure your villain is dead. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that we could probably make this the rule of Fright Club for a lot of movies. Um, yeah, I feel like a majority of them is like, just make sure that they're dead. Just make sure that they're dead. Especially any, you know, if you're on the third movie, you gotta make sure that motherfucker's dead. Like, you know? Come on. You should know better at this point. You know, when that third movie ends, he is just, they have already taken her away. And he's just lying in the barn. <laughs> it's like, why has no one hauled his body away at this point? Right. He's just lying in the barn. <laughs> and clearly, not dead. Not dead, because he terrorizes everyone for, what, six more movies? At yep. least? <laughs> at least. At least. I think actually eight more movies. I was going to say, I'm like, it's at least that, because there's eight movies in total in my collection and that doesn't include Freddy vs. Jason, Jason X. Um, and I think that there... Is there one other Jason one? Goes yeah, Jason, Jason Goes, goes to, to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell is nine. Yeah. And then Jason X is ten. Haha. Uh-huh. Jason X. And then right. there's Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. So eleven. So yeah. yeah. A lot, lot of them. So Just keeps coming back. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. no one seems to be able to confirm that the man is dead. We hope you enjoyed this Friday Night Bite. Join us next week for the big fright. But until then, sleep tight. Mm-hmm.